everybody and welcome to a McIntyre building non-soap-opery Wednesday night boring episode I know I had to make up a word and I tried to jump right past it non-soap-opery uh Wednesday night boring episode of the brothers I'm just discussion we're gonna talk everything from uh the best non-title storyline in WWE Matt who could that be mm-hmm. Woo! Woo! Make some time to break down the winner of this week's Wednesday. Not mention Roman Reigns by name. And, man, don't do it. Don't say Roman Reigns. Don't say it. And we're also going to make some time for the bizarrely late pushing of WWE Superstar Recent Released Bud McKenzie Drake Maverick. Man, all that and so much more. Another exciting week trapped indoors. Yay! Um, it's Hot and spicy. Matt's unemployed. Well, um, I'm marginally we employed. We didn't need to go there. Jesus. We went there. <laughs> I think we covered it last week. Um, so if you missed last week, uh, Matt is unemployed. Uh, the episodes will never be better than they are right now. Uh, Matt, we heard uh, your daughter said her first word. Was it Was it uh, Roman Reigns? Uh, she's not allowed to say that right now. So I, I appreciate... Oh respect you for forbid her from <laughs> what no roman reigns <laughs> huge spank Man. huge spanking for that one right now um don't you say that name right now no she um i think i i may have i may have explained it incorrectly she waves hi so when i said she says hi i oh. was thinking so we go okay. hi eddie and then she goes And for the listeners on the podcast, she waves her arm pretty... She doesn't have complete control yet, so it's a pretty wild wave. Yeah. What's great is when she sees herself in a mirror, and she starts waving at the other baby, and then the other baby starts waving back, so it's a never-ending just... Hi. Hi. No. No, I met you. Hi. How's it going? It's that actually sounds pretty hilarious and adorable. That would be a great yeah. Game. I I can't stop doing it. I walk her around the house. If uh, we're in front of like a TV, she'll she'll notice herself. So <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> well, Matt, um, we know where we can find adorable stories of little babies. Uh, what about if people want to learn about the rest of the brothers of discussion and maybe their opinions on professional hockey right now? Oh. Well, everybody, you want to head on over first. Uh, well, what do we want to do? Yeah, head on over to our YouTube channel. Uh, it's something we don't talk about too often, but uh, that's where you can find all of our vids of Brothers of Discussion and the Discussion 5. Uh, if you go to our website, bodpodcast.com or brothersofdiscussion.com, we have the links right at the top. So you can find our YouTube. You can find our Twitter, which is at bodpodcast. You can find the Facebook you can find the Instagram, which is at brothers underscore of underscore discussion, which also houses our podcast episodes through IGTV. Uh, Mike, I did make a friend this week, a friend on the Hockey Podcast Network that uh, 
maybe subtly hinted that uh, those videos are too long for anybody that's on IGTV. Um, I am taking it as uh, maybe a good suggestion, and we'll we'll continue to see if we can adjust what we're offering on IGTV so it makes a little bit more sense. Um, okay. And uh, what else do we have? Oh, and if you could just uh, subscribe, rate, and review for us at any time, uh, Mike. I'm gonna I'm gonna have you start talking. And oh, I know where I could find it. I'm gonna use my phone uh, because Mike, we got a new review for our podcast, and we neglected to highlight that individual that was so gracious uh, with their time to. Go to Apple, as we always request. Please go to Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, please go create an account. Uh, it really helps us out. But it was uh, Chark16 gave us a five-star review and let the world know that it's a podcast that he really enjoys. Uh, so Chark16, thank you so much. That's for you, Woo! man. Look at that shit. We have yeah. we have five ratings that are all five stars. So everybody out there, uh, get out there if you're listening right now. Head on over to Apple Podcasts. Go to the Brothers of Discussion. Subscribe, rate, and review. Also, it doesn't hurt. Go to the Discussion Five. Uh, give those uh, episodes a listen, Rue. And um, yeah, it's support uh, support actually the Brothers of Discussion on a whole by going to our website. We have a link right at the top bar. If you are in need of some CBD products to Help your body kind of relax during these stressful times. Uh, we have a link to actually get you buy two items, get one free at CBD Medic. So I highly encourage everyone who's listening now, if you are a CBD user, we went out of our way to make sure we could get the best deal out there for you. Uh, so if you are looking for a good deal and you want to support the show, best way to do it is go to brothersofdiscussion.com or bodpodcast.com. Click the, li- click the link at the top bar uh, of the website. Yeah. Hit that. You go straight to your purchasing section. Pick whatever products you need, your CBD products, and uh, you'll get the hookup. Uh, it's a company that we like. This is a company that is actually supported by the t- current 24-7 champion, uh, Rob Gronkowski, also current Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Mike, that was my best way to transition into that. Uh, so we are jointly, essentially, Mike, we are partnered with Rob Gronkowski in our efforts to make sure that you, that everyone out there has their CBD products. Um, let's do it. But Mike, I, you know what? This got trashed by wrestling Twitter. Obviously football Twitter really? loved wrestling. Twitter had a negative opinion on something. <laughs> I think this I'm is, astounded. this is amazing for marketing. Um, Mike. Half of the NFL games show up on Fox. SmackDown, also on Fox. Tampa Bay, an NFC team, will be on Fox. This trade for Rob Gronkowski to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is great for Rob. I think now he can go to NXT. The timing is its getting a little suspicious. I mean, sure, Tom Brady's on his team, but how do we know Vince McMahon wasn't behind this trade? Um, I just... Like, everything about it is like, all right, well, now he's an hour away from Orlando. Um, <laughs> it all just kind of, like, lined up in my head. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then the Fox relationship where SmackDown is going to be like, uh, or I'm sorry, Fox is going to be so excited to be, like, telling other players on other teams, yeah, go roll them up. And then by before the end of the game, Gronk is going to have to roll that guy up <laughs> to get the title back. And they don't need the title out there. They just have, like, a no. ref on the sideline who's tapping for three the nfl 
I'm sure will love this idea. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this is the no fun league. Uh, you know, you're not allowed to do a touchdown celebration unless you're with your friends and it's less than 10 seconds. So maybe if Gronk could get pinned by his buddies inside that 10 second window, uh, we will be so excited to watch football. Not, not since the days of uh, Chad Johnson will I be tuning in to watch touchdown celebrations. I'll be so excited to watch the NFL Red Zone Network just to see how the 24-7 belt uh, exchanges hands. It'll, it'll be great. Um, I hope that there's a lot of steel chairs being, uh, you know, suspiciously near the end zone. I, I really want to see that. Um, I really want to see the, the field goal post be used as a, as a weapon. I, um, I want to see somebody get a football lodged in the visor, their helmet. <laughs> There's a lot that we can see, man. I just want to know that the, the WWE has already purchased when, when they can actually attend games, but they've purchased a season ticket package for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they will have other pro wrestlers at these events, at least to say hi, and they'll just follow Gronk around the league, but their hat... They have to take advantage of this and fox has to at least be saying like all right well we make money when this show does well so yeah let's let's throw some real sport in there and let's have this connection with the most watched thing uh and and i don't know what uh, the united states man if uh, if you're gonna pose to me a hot take question and i have to think on my feet and find the most fascinating way to book the 24 7 title i think gronk defends it week one scores a touchdown tom brady comes to give him a big high five and it becomes the high five of doom boom and gronk lays down and brady becomes the new 24 7 champion i think that's the most fascinating way to go you make the face of the national football league hold up that wwe belt and just cream the pants of all the Fox executives. I just want to see Tom Brady head out to the ring on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown and how he does like his Saturday Night Live appearances where he just smiles and giggles the whole time. Just have him out there <laughs> uncontrollably laughing. I, there's no way that he's like a pro wrestling fan, but I'm sure he appreciates the athleticism in it. So I think he actually, like if Gronk, if Gronk asked him and he was nice enough about it, I think Tom would, would cooperate uh tom's a goofball oh, did you boy. see the the video he reposted oh the concert yeah. yeah so that, that was, was that was cool. from a few years ago when gronk <laughs> made a return but yeah that that was that was fantastic um well i mean uh i'm excited to see uh whoa. that title get defended but uh yeah, hair matt i know right whoa who me Oh, look at that. It's going wild. I got a, yeah, it's it's going up in the air and all the flip. That, that one. See the one that looks like a scythe? That's. You look like uh, Drake Maverick, uh, like two minutes into his matches. His hair's always like, fuck Like right after. <laughs> yeah, it looks all, it's all in good shape. I'm going to Drake Maverick the rest of this episode. Oh, good God. Good. Your hair is so long. <laughs> oh, my God. Thanks. Well, uh. Are we still recording? Yeah. <laughs> So, all right, there we go. Mike, we're not allowed to cut. How do I feel more like Drake Maverick or Darby Allen? I don't know. Here we go. <laughs> well, Mike, we're not allowed to cut our hair, uh, but uh, WWE superstars. We're allowed to cut our own hair, it turns yeah, out. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but WWE superstars are, are not allowed to mention Roman Reigns, uh, and you ruined my transition. But. Uh... Oh. <laughs> no, Matt, Matt, you can cut your hair. Oh, okay. Thanks. Well, 
<laughs> Roman Reigns can't be talked about um, on WWE programming. Speaking of haircuts, we're just cutting a little Roman off the top because we're not allowed to say his name anymore. Uh, I get it. I mean, uh, it's COVID time. Uh, I think he has a legitimate concern uh, since he had leukemia. So yeah, they're they're. I think people have this like they're they're taking like the fightful and wrestling ink who. Just tweet and blog garbage, just absolute garbage, and uh, yeah. take their little stories about Roman. Not a friend of the Roman show. has decided. Yeah, Roman has decided to stop showing up, and it's like, well, see, he has leukemia, and that's one of the things <laughs> that you the the extra. Well, I don't know what. How do you want to put it? Like when you already have a pre-existing condition. You are already more susceptible to COVID-19. So, no, I doubt that there's this animosity, that there's any sort of anger coming from the WWE. I think what we're honestly seeing here is just, all right, uh, we're not going to talk about Roman Reigns because we don't want to bring up, like, the reality. We don't want to go, hey, yeah, Roman Reigns isn't here uh, because we have people touching and that's the other thing you're not supposed to be doing. So mm-hmm. let's not throw a guy with leukemia uh, into the ring. And we also don't remind you that we are kind of breaking the social distancing pact that we've all agreed to. So, yeah, I think that's what's going on. I think I don't think Roman's in any trouble right now. Yeah, I think uh, the exact opposite. Sorry, I had to jump out to plug in the old laptop there. Um, I think you'd actually be in trouble if he did try to show up uh, as far as you know, the public image of WWE. I don't think they want to be the company that not only did they allow touching, they allowed a guy who had, you know, cancer in his body. They don't want to be the company that said, yeah, we're going to let him wrestle. You know, if he, if he got COVID, they would never ever hear the end of it. Um, for a company that's been losing money, just made a bunch of cuts. Uh, you know, their public image went down the toilet with Saudi Arabia and, you know, myriad of different, things I, I think this is the safest move for them is to just distance like social distance from roman from now for now this is also uh, a company that's gotten out of trouble from concussions steroids um what's the when you get the blood and the i had it in my head for a second um there's like oh hepatitis and <laughs> They came away from it. So I like to think that this was finally them learning their lesson and taking at least one precaution and having the guy with leukemia stay home. All right, Mike. I mean, I, I feel like if anything, we're at least providing well, like we don't the only other thing. We don't know for the sure. Another note on that. Matt, as the as the, the marketing uh, uh, correspondent on the Brothers of Discussion. No, you don't want him being mentioned on TV, like character-wise, because wrestling is like the last thing that he wants to do right now, and that anyone wants to see him do. Because I don't want him to die. Uh, but are you a little surprised that WWE, uh, in their infinite greed, is not using him, <clears throat> like in commercials, to like wash your hands and stay home? Well, that's Braun Strowman's job. Wash these hands. Wash these hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, it's, it's not a big, you know, I don't want you to dwell too much on it, but it, it did surprise me a little bit just because of the way they use their, uh, people, I guess. Use being the keyword. Mm. 
see where this is going, Mr. NBA fan. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I think uh, I, I think what we're what we're saying is our perspective is is probably a little bit more realistic. Uh, we we don't know for sure, but uh, I'd at least I, I'd be remiss if we weren't providing the opinion that was not necessarily pro WWE, but more anti. Let's stop making a negative situation out of everything and be more negative to those shitty Twitter accounts. Yeah, that are giving you information that they have nothing to say is real they just say our anonymous source um that's why we used to play our old game uh whatever it was called what was it called you mean on this show? yeah remember it was uh we used to we'd list five or wait two two truths two, two truths and a lie two rumors yes yeah. two, two rumors and a lie i called it two truths and a lie yeah Two real, two real rumors. Uh, well, I, you know, bottom line is, Matt, I think you and I are both happy that Roman Reigns is being safe. Uh, but speaking of safe, uh, somebody is back at the forefront who is uh, the opposite of washing their hands. Plus they transition. would, they would uh, break your spine in a turnbuckle. And Matt, we're talking, of course, about Nia Jax, uh, the one who broke Becky Lynch's face. Uh, Matt, I love the note you wrote here, uh, officially entered by Naya. Bailey, Sasha, Becky, Asuka, Emma, Emma, and, uh... You know what, Charlotte's on that list, too. One of the ladies that almost made the list, uh, was Kyrie Sane from Monday. You know, people talk about, you know, I trust The Undertaker. He's a he's a very safe man. Yeah. And I think when we watch his tombstones and you're full, you know, 12 inches from your skull hitting the mat, it always looks very safe. Um, the most dangerous, that's why he's the only one allowed to even do a, a pile driver in WWE. So everybody's like, that's, you know, he's a very safe man. You and I don't wrestle. Let's get that out there. But... It just seems like if we have this many examples, is this people like nitpicking Naya, or you know, does it does it feel like we actually have enough tangible evidence to kind of be like, here, maybe there is something here, and we're you know, maybe we should adjust who and how she works with others. Did you listen to the video and hear the other part that people are mad about? Because it sounds like Kyrie Sane is yelling, I'm not set, I'm not set, I'm not set. And I listened to I it. I did not hear that And it part. does sound like she's yelling, I'm not set. <laughs> so. Oh, no. And you're, uh, real quick, you're referring to the buckle bomb where she landed on the bottom buckle neck first. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Uh, so, we got yeah, the, and yeah, we're good. Go ahead. As Maya's running as she's moving towards the the turnbuckle um you can you can hear Kyrie saying or at least I, i'm gonna say it sounds like she's saying i'm not set multiple times and the move still happens and it almost is like the ref knew it was coming kind of thing because he immediately goes down to check because you can hear with no audience Kyrie saying clearly yelling something uh it could be something that you know she's she's yelling in character about you know not wanting to get power bombed I, I'm just saying. To me, that's an that's an added element to this. I I was pretty hard on Nia Jax when she broke the face of Becky Lynch, and I think the two of us both pulled back a little bit after a while. 
And we, we did realize that uh, maybe not, like, I think diversity in, in, in the idea for the women's division that there needed to be a tough bruiser. And that would at least, you know, if we're going to keep her around, this is going to help sell her character. But this is, yeah, this is another one. And especially one of our favorites and in, in Kyrie Sane and... Right. And this looking as bad as it is, and now the her yelling, I'm not set. I just, I don't know, like, like all of this stuff starts to add up, and you kind of add, you start asking, like, when, what is too much? When is it too far? And we just had a bunch of people get fired that we don't know if they're, if they have the same track record, maybe behind the scenes of unsafe wrestling, or is it always just who can get booed and who can get cheered? And I don't really care what happens in the ring. Um, so yeah, just it just it raises a lot of questions, I think, here. And is she an unsafe worker? I think we could finally I think well, maybe not finally, maybe we already did, but I think the label fits. I mean, there's uh there's definitely some wrestlers who uh, got away with it and made a heck of a career of it. Um, uh, you know, I'm looking at somebody like Bill Goldberg. But like It's a great point. <laughs> Um, like it, it, it's, I don't know if it, it's, adds a little something to the authenticity of the match. Like she's not injuring on purpose, but when you're watching them, you're kind of like, you know, wincing to see, you know, who the next victim's going to be. Right. But I think to just juxtapose it with another uh, female wrestler who just came back, uh, Tamina, the way she wrestles, it almost looks like she's watching Nia Jack's tape and like wrestling timidly where I can see her kind of take half steps of hesitation so she doesn't hurt her opponent. And I think that's to the detriment of her watchability for her matches because they, they look like dances. They don't look like fights. Right. I mean, I, I don't think any's been, anybody's been super high on Tamina uh, for a while. I, that's an interesting one to bring up because I, I just... I guess, I guess in the realm of, like, do you want somebody to really go full board? Do you want somebody to pull back? Um, I think that just goes back to always talking about, well, no, there's always gray, right? We're not, we're not ever looking for black and white. We're not looking for which one do you prefer. We're, we're saying, well, no, neither one is preferable. We want to have good TV, but we also want to make sure with so many other people that are not constantly injuring others in the ring that we focus on them and we reward them and we stop giving chances to the people that are wrestling and performing unsafe, right? Yeah. It, you know, it, again, you know, you, I just want to, you know, reiterate, you and I are not wrestlers. We don't actually know, you know, as much as somebody who's actually been in the ring, but it just, with enough of the eyeball test, you know, like, you have enough examples of people, you know, somebody who wrestles strong, like Asuka. Nobody ever has commentary negative about her. Uh, tons of people say they would, you know, and her is their about, you know, Rushmore of wrestling, uh, that she's fantastic. So it's it's it's, it's uh, a skill. I don't know if we harp on it enough about, you know, being safe and then still making it look real, where you're, you're able to do both, uh, make your offense look real. So... I don't know if they're going to pull Naya aside because for her to look like a monster, she's got to keep demolishing people who are, you know, smaller than her. And that's, you know, a lot of our favorites, you know, the Kyries, the Alexas, you know, et cetera. Um, so I just, I just wish we didn't have to, 
I wish, even if this is, you know, like a kayfabe thing and they're trying to make Nia look more vicious, I just wish it, it didn't have to look like she was legitimately injuring our favorites, you know? I don't know. I, and this one's tough, too, because we always have to say, like, there was no official statement that Kyrie Sane was out. So right. this this just goes to the to the point of, like, all right, let's 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 discuss things that the wrestling world is talking about uh, and give our opinion. And I think it's just, it's like, all right, well, how many times are we going to keep talking about Nia Jax possibly or actually injuring someone? And, um, right. yeah, when do we, when do we... Well, let's do this. We've, uh, we've used the word wrestling quite a few few times in this podcast who knew uh, wwe i think for a long time matt uh you know they're uh, sports entertainment you know vince mcmahon doesn't even let you say you know the wrestlers out there um but i just think with uh with covid it looks like they've really been doing some more experimenting and i think nxt we talked about it in, in weeks previous where when you compare it to aew nxt is the wrestling show aew is the sports entertainment but kind of feels like recently on SmackDown and Raw, they're also turning into wrestling shows. And the magic of that is that Raw and SmackDown already have the most polished, some of the most polished people on the planet. Um, so we're getting treated to like, you know, eight and a half star matches, you know, for free on a, on a Friday night or a Monday night. Um, so before we kind of, you know, uh, I'll give you the couple here and I, I want to pick your brain, see which one is your favorite, but then also kind of see one more question after that. So we had like Buddy Murphy and Rey Mysterio. They were trying to uh, get that Money in the Bank uh, spot. Uh, that was a hell of a match. My God. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro. Um, and then, Matt, I, I like watching Naomi matches. And I think Dana Brooks really getting good too. So I'm glad you threw that one in the list. But um, I guess of those three, uh, pick your favorite one. And why? And then I also wanted to know: Does this make you want to watch more Raw and SmackDown? This format. Hmm. That's an interesting. So, okay, my my favorite to watch was easily Daniel Bryan and Cesaro because there's something about watching Daniel Bryan right now, and he just looks like he's having so much goddamn fun. Um, I I love it. Uh, I mean, it's it's not like the other guys look like they're not having fun. It's just the way that he's out there with Cesaro. It looks like this is what his dream is. Like, I want to go out there with my buddies who I used to fight alongside in Ring of Honor. And, you know, let's just yeah. let's just tear it up. And they all get those huge WWE contracts. It's all about the wrestling. Um, it's it's fun to watch because he's having so much fun. Um, yeah. But I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't, like... It it did seem like, of course, and, and not not to a negative way, but of course Naomi's going to be Dana Brooke. So I, I was at least surprised because Naomi doesn't lose anything with losing that match. I think she's still one of their high-profile talents, and she could be inserted into a title match at any time. Um, but this, you know, the Dana Brooke one was fun because they're actually built. They're st- like, think about how what you just said uh, they have all these polished guys they have all these names that are just ready to go and of course i think the opposite happened with ray mysterio and buddy murphy but they're they're building this division of uh, of the women's division and having dana brooke go over and putting her in this match and she's not she she tries to sell a really dramatic story um about (laughs) perseverance whenever she's doing her promos and honestly i could do without it um but she's she's a solid ring worker 
and it's it's just all right yeah let's give somebody else a shot and see what happens and it at least to the sense too like we're putting them in a money in the bank match so maybe naomi gets to be safe now so she's not getting super <laughs> but uh that's that's another conversation for another day but uh mike i think i think then you want to pick your favorite um that isn't on the list that i provided uh that daniel bryan cesaro match i watched every second of that and it was stunning in that it wasn't even the main event of mm-hmm. uh that episode of smackdown it, it, it was it's it got about uh almost 20 minutes of these two guys you know fighting for their money in the bank spot i i will say uh, i fought but, pretty hard not putting biggie winning uh because uh, i love watching yeah, biggie win but uh i was still kind of sad because i wanted to see biggie win money in the bank and i feel like this pulls him away from that but go ahead i know i know i, I don't think it's gonna happen until you know kofi hangs him up or something like yeah. that um but the other match i just wanted to throw in there because we had to see another one of um paul Heyman's boys uh austin theory uh who tried to itch for my beloved montez a couple weeks ago but you know water under the bridge um <laughs> montez is okay um and they redid the spot at wrestlemania you know everything's fine anyway Austin Theory, uh, he looks like their new uh, Randy Orton pet project. The dude's 22. Uh, he's, you know, chiseled, uh, you know, great wrestler. We haven't really had an, a, a real chance to learn about him on the microphone yet. Uh, but he and Aleister Black uh, got to, you know, have the have a really good match, too, for Money in the Bank spot. Um, and, you know, Black's just been on fire. Um, I, I don't think he's had a garbage match yet. And, you know, when you talk about um, somebody who wrestles violent but safe. Mm-hmm. I think Alistair is at the top of that list because, I, you know, I would be astounded to talk to Stone Cold Steve Austin, ask his opinion on Alistair Black, and not hear something positive because Black just really knows how to lay in the strikes, uh, make them look real, and he knows how to how to sell for the other guy. I, I just I think he's just hitting on all cylinders right now and it's just a matter of time till that guy's a champion because he's got the 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 vernacular he's got the mic acumen um and I, I it's really a treat to just watch him fight for 15 to 20 minutes so the only thing holding him back is he hasn't really had a like a juicy storyline to chew on mm-hmm. um it's kind of like they they don't know what to do like they don't want to push him too much that's kind of what it feels like so they they've they've given him you know, arm's length, like to get close, but not quite to the point where he's, you know, a champion or he's, you know, main eventing. So they, I think they see they have something there, but I don't know, maybe they're, they're just waiting to pull the trigger on him having some sort of belt. What I, I mean, what's funny, I don't know if you have ever heard like the stories about um, when the Beatles were first coming out, like they, they had videos of like women getting excited to see them. And then that was part of the marketing to, to have, uh, once they were coming over to the States and everybody was, was more excited to see the Beatles because they, they had all this video of women that were paid to actually cheer for the Beatles and go crazy and everything. Uh, something like the, the film that came out for the Beatles. <clears throat> I don't know how anybody isn't sold on an Aleister Black match when Zelina Vega is sitting there getting all juiced up in commentary <laughs> while she's watching her husband beat the shit out of Austin Theory. Um... That was hilarious, because, uh, I mean, everybody had that thought. The second you saw it, she's, like, biting her lip. <laughs> yes, yeah. Aleister Black is winning. 
and I, you're Licking just like, traps. all right, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's, she's like, oh man, that's that's my man. Um, I keep it professional, Zelina. You're my manager. <laughs> you <know. laughs> yeah, and it, it was interesting too to actually see them interact mid match. Uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed that, and I think you and I bring it up all the time that why the hell isn't she just managing? Alistair, um, I think yeah, he, it's just he doesn't need it, right? But uh, there's still like the real life element, and it's like for that trio, the the Zelina Vega trio, if they start going up against Alistair on a weekly basis, it's not, it's just not gonna, it's gonna take you out of it for a second. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, stuff like that gets addressed in films that doesn't need to be addressed, but you know, like they try and make human relationships actually make sense and. Um, to think that the WWE is going to be so stubborn is to say, nope, nope, they're, I don't care if they're married. Look at what Selena Vega looks like. Pair her with those three, or I guess more importantly, two. But yeah, I, I, I think that's that's a complaint we've had a few yeah, times is um, pretty, they pretty just lazy. use like the, the, the paint splotches, you know, to put like people together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to credit WWE for, um, like when Seth Rollins did his Monday Night Messiah thing, and then he met, found a way to get AOP and keep Buddy on TV. So with Selena, she's so damn good on the mic. You know, we've talked about guys who are our favorites, and just give them a mouthpiece. You know, we we do it for Brock, and we make exceptions for other guys. And they're doing it. Like Andrade, he I don't know if he just is just determined not to speak English, but all his promos are in Spanish, so he needs Selena there. Yeah, and she's you know she's there for him all the time angel garza um as well austin theory who yeah i don't really know who he is but if selena's managing him like he has more credibility because she's so good at her job so for them to suddenly create you know this weirdly weirdly credible three-man stable just came out of nowhere um just plucked a couple guys from nxt who showed a little bit of charisma um I think it's it's worth uh, uh, mentioning, yeah. you know. WWE has successes like that, so it's 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 uh, it's uh, you know it's inspirational. It makes me want to watch more of the show. So I I don't know. I, I don't, I, that's the end of that thought. Yeah, I don't hate Period. it. Cool. Uh, so other, <laughs> do we want to talk about the other? Uh, I guess relationships going into story, right? Uh, yeah, because. As far as, like, you know, we mentioned at the top of the show, um, uh, you know, like maybe a non, non-title non uh, storyline. So I, I kind of like Zelina being on the, in the ear, being a, a thorn in the in the butt, I think uh, is what McIntyre called Zelina, which is <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. Uh, but, man, the storyline that's just captured the imagination of the entire WWE universe, it's the one with Mandy and Otis. Yeah. It's honestly, like... Nothing is more soap opery than this feud. Um but I I actually I I not only watch it and then I go back and watch it again when I have an opportunity. I uh I I was really tickled too to find out that it was um Mandy who who kind of approached or at least the rumor is that she approached Vince McMahon uh with this idea and what why i was tickled was two reasons i thought that was kind of sweet that she wanted to get otis over uh but number two it was like she may have thought of it while otis was creeping on her on instagram and she's like oh my god 
This fuck, fucking guy, again, is on my Instagram commenting that I'm his sweet... Ah, oh, it's disgusting. Just look at I'm him. I'm his peach. Ah, I'm a person. He eats chicken like a gremlin from Gremlins. It's, oh, it's, it's hideous. He's a monster. I don't want to feed him after midnight. I don't want to feed him before midnight. <laughs> I just, I don't want to hear those eating sounds anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, chicken, chicken. Oh, God. And now... And now they're doing photo um, shoots together, like, on a daily basis, or at least the yeah. one photo shoot resulted in... They're both in showing off their, their glutes. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. But, you know, you and I loved Otis when he was in... Um, I almost said when he was in Heavy Machinery, because poor Tucky, I think, is going to be gone. We um, talked about we that a while them. ago. That I one know, day, we... Tucky is going to have to say goodbye to this tag team. I know. Um well, just when they were in NXT, when we saw them at live shows, they they just won over the whole crowd, the stakes and weights, all that nonsense. And we kind of cringed uh, the way, like you said, Otis would talk about Mandy. But Mandy herself said, you know, he talked about me a lot in NXT, but in a cute way, not a creepy way. So I, I guess it's okay. Oh, it's... <laughs> I always got a little concerned when I'd see her replies on Instagram to whatever pervy thing he was yeah. saying. And it was always just like eyes going like this. <laughs> <laughs> Unless this was something that they've been trying to sell. What a yeah. work. My God. Yeah. yeah, we were scared for on Mandy's behalf for like two and a half Did years. Did you ever hear about so, like CM Punk and Mankind having like, or uh, Mick Foley having like online disputes because one day they were going to fight together or fight against each other? And that was, like, supposed to be years in the making. Like, it, this is that level of, <laughs> like, getting stuff together. I actually, you know what? I might be wrong with the, the CM Punk and... It, maybe it was Daniel Bryan. I don't know. Anyway, uh, it was something like that. Oh, God. I feel like such an ass right it now. It must still be coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's still working. Um, I, I love that storyline, Mike. I, I hope I get more of it. Um, one thing, you know, we haven't, I didn't even put on the list here, and uh, we, we got into a pretty heavy argument, so if you guys want to hear it, head over uh, over to episode 126. You can also go to IGTV, like I mentioned before, brothers underscore of underscore discussion, and I isolated the entire argument um, for a, a, a single discussion. So um, nice. if you want to hear that, head on over to IGTV, and you can see it, uh, see it and hear it. But the WWE did do something uh, that I, I guess akin to the Firefly Funhouse. We're going to get a Money in the Bank match that's going to go through an entire building. Uh, much like the uh, Call of Duty Warzone that you and I have been playing on a nightly basis. Uh, these guys, I hope that there's somebody playing hide and seek. Uh, I hope that there's somebody that's just running roughshod from floor to floor. Um, I hope. Please let there be a gulag. That's all I want. <laughs> you get to come back into the match. I... I love this idea so much, and I, I honestly, I can't wait. They're going to have so much time to film this. Mike, this will be the first Money in the Bank where it's not going to have an awkward finish. How amazing is that? Where yeah. there's the guy who's like uh, maybe waited too long or uh, maybe not even waited too long before they climbed the ladder. Uh, th we won't have that, like, they're looking around, seeing if anybody's there, then grabbing it. We also won't have the false finish of somebody about to grab it, and they're actually waiting for somebody to come grab them off the ladder. So then we're like, just grab it! What do you- just grab it! You're right there! You're a foot away! Like, to totally takes you out of the believability of that match. Yeah. And now, because they're doing this, because of COVID, we're gonna get a Money in the Bank match that will finally make sense. And I'm probably- 
very um I, I, I I'm in the minority of people that looks at the end of these money in the bank matches and it's always cringy for me. It's always eye roll where you're like, Well, that doesn't make any sense. You're you're a grown man. Go up to the top of the ladder and grab the damn thing. Stop <laughs> I don't know. But it, it, if it doesn't yeah. take you out of it, I, I get it. Like, we do have to just kind of accept that it is performance art. But to the end that I'm not going to have to worry about this this year, or I better not have to, I'm really excited. I think what I'm most excited about is, um, yes, I'm, I'm pumped that they can uh, uh, kind of adjust the finish, like if there's a botch or something like that. But what I'm excited about is this is their second pay-per-view with no crowd. So what I'm hoping we get is, you know, like they learned their lessons from the first one and like the Edge and Orton match that, you know, probably went 15 minutes too long. Um, Five minute money in the bank. A... I like it. We got, we got to get that sizzle reel out there. All right. What, what if, uh, before uh, you finish, what if it was they start in the parking lot and it's really just a sprint to the top and they all forget to wrestle? I, I just like I would have fun watching that. Too. <laughs> um, well, I was just going to say, um. Oh man, I lost it. Um, oh, I'm oh, so sorry. Oh, just uh, now that it's our second iteration of this uh, crowdless pay per view, you know, we we know how to cut the time. We know what's a what's a good t- like a a slightly shorter than we're used to match where there's no crowd pandering and you can just you know start moving on to the next uh, spot. Um, but now maybe they'll be able to avoid those instances where we're getting close ups of people making orgasmic grunts uh, for way too way too often, way too loud. Um, so it, I think the, the pacing is going to be really good. Um, you know, and hopefully that, that sound experience for the viewer at home is not going to be as uncomfortable where you, you know, don't want to watch it like around your parents. Cause it's, it sounds like porn. Right. Turn it down. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, Matt, how are we doing on time? Cause I know we got 40, one more we're thing. At 42 minutes right now. So let's, uh, yeah. We, uh, we split up, uh, it, what was a Wednesday night slaughter? Uh, for, I don't know, what, eight, ten weeks in a row, something like yeah. that? Uh, AEW is dominating, and now it seems like NXT is coming back, so uh, let's do uh, the top three moments from each show. Matt, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, moment number three here for NXT. I was the uh, NXT correspondent this week. Uh, Matt, <sighs> give me uh, Shotzi, Blackheart, and uh, Tegan Knox in defeat, uh, looking like the stars of the women's division in nxt um i think we were all a little a little curious so uh, what's gonna happen with uh rhea ripley what's gonna happen with uh bianca what's gonna happen with uh shayna um you know those are those are like the pillars the building blocks of this division and now they're all kind of floating around bianca's kind of called up shayna's kind of called up rhea's mia i don't know where she is on earth uh to tell you the truth um and we didn't really know how the, the division would get by without them. Uh, but I think that Shotzi coming out with the charisma, uh, rolling out in the tank, and when she gets to the ring, she crashes the tank into the steel stairs. <laughs> um, I think that the division needed somebody like that. I, I think the closest comparison right now is Nikki Cross, who had a hilarious video with her birthday cake, smashing it in her own face. Yeah. Uh, it's the perfect like dose of WWE humor. Uh, but with somebody selling it hard enough, that it actually is pretty funny. Um, so I think Shotzi doing that, um, just gobbling up that camera, you know, every little opportunity she gets. And then Tegan 
she looks like she's going to be, you know, one of the, one of the just cream of the crop wrestlers. Like she, she looks, she wrestles like a female Roddy Strong. And that's a, for me, a pretty high compliment. That That's how good her strikes look. That's how good her high flying offense looks. Um, and even in defeat, like it didn't even feel like it. This felt like a showcase for those two women. Well, my number three for AEW. Oh, you know what? I do, I do want to ask, um, how how much would you put into the idea that uh you know we know the cruiserweight title is getting the um the quick tournament uh because of the uh god the flight uh regulations right now how much do yeah. you would you put any credence into the idea that Rhea Ripley lost at WrestleMania because she was going to be in Australia with her family I mean, that's uh, that's kind of the narrative that's been, you know, uh, sold, you know, online. When, if you read the blogs and the Twitter sphere, um, I think her defeat just kind of came out of nowhere. And I, I don't know if, you know, there wasn't any proof really that Charlotte's name being announced as an NXT uh, uh, roster member was, you know, really blowing the, the viewership numbers, you know, skewing them NXT's way. Yeah. Um, so I have to think there, there's there's some uh, thread of, uh, of uh, accuracy with that statement um, because Rhea being arguably the best wrestler on NXT and just being gone, I think maybe they just didn't know how long she was going to be gone. And so if you if if Paul Heyman's saying I want Bianca. Um, if Shayna has accomplished everything she has, she's already accomplished everything you possibly could in NXT. There's no point to keep her down there. Those two women are gone. Uh, Rhea would have, like, you know, it was, um, the banner image on our discussion group was her, you know, being up on the shoulders of the, you know, entire NXT roster for triumphing as the champion. I don't think they wanted to flush that down the toilet. I think they really value her as an asset. So I have to think that those things you know even if that is you know two rumors and a lie that's a that's a rumor with some real smoke to it uh to borrow the street profits um catchphrase so i think that there's there's some real credence yeah i agree you i, th- borrow I your think word there, there is something there uh so my number three uh and a quick shout out to uh angel and kenny omega putting out an okay match but it also kind of felt like it should have been a squash uh, my number three though is number three because i felt like there should have been like it should have felt like there there was a real possibility of Dustin ending his career uh, last night, and it really didn't feel that way because he put his career on the line against Kip Sabian. He gets the win. A um, little bit of a, a sh- uh, maybe not a schmaz, but uh, just the ladies getting involved at the end of Dustin and Kip's match, and I I enjoyed it. I just wish like when I, it was set up as the main event. I really thought we were going to be teased like this is the end for Dustin. But even when he won, he kind of looked like, and I, I don't think this is part of the story. I think it was just he's tired and he's old. But he didn't come out of it like, yeah, like I, I, I'm going to stay. Like he just saved his career. Yeah, he kind of yeah. just was like, <sighs> and then he gave like a high five to Brandy. And then that, and then they signed off. And it was like, wait, did that even matter to him? Did he not? <laughs> 
it, yeah, you didn't watch like you know Ric Flair fighting. Uh, God, I don't know. Uh, was it like MVP? Uh, he fought tons right. of guys, but you know, uh, pay per view to pay per view, building up to WrestleMania, he still was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of stealing the face when Shawn Michaels loved him and kicked him. But uh, yeah, that that kind of attitude, that kind of uh, countenance, if you will, I I, I kind of see where you're coming from there, and I, I think it's because there's no build up to it. If anyone thought Dustin was going out like that, shame on you. Uh, it could just be he doesn't want to go up against Lance Archer, but uh, we'll we'll find out how brutal that one's going to be, I think, in a couple <laughs> weeks. Uh, Lance Archer might just actually retire him, you know, like physically break him in right. half, Bane style. Uh, <laughs> Smash him over the Yeah, knee. that one's out of his hands. Mike, you're number two? Number two, there was a lot of good wrestling on NXT, but my number two moment was uh, kind of a character reboot here uh, for Candice uh, LeRae and Johnny Gargano, who cut a promo at their dinner table. Um, and if you've ever seen Beauty and the Beast, you remember there's like that glass, is it a decanter? Uh, where they, the Beast's rose was in there and the petals would drop, you know, as he lost opportunities to fall in love or else he's going to be a beast forever. Mm-hmm. So picture that. But Gargano had his groin cup in a glass case, uh, the one that he used to defeat Tommaso Ciampa at their uh, last last match, their send-off match. And they basically said, you know, they're they're eating dinner, and they said, uh, you know, we're uh, we're we're not going to be these ambassadors anymore. It's it's not fruitful for us to be NXT ambassadors anymore. We're going to eat first. We're going to stop being company people. We're going to eat first. And then they literally ate some food. <laughs> uh, Candice, uh, it looked like a pretty good spread. I think there was some sort of uh, salmon and a salad. looked pretty solid. But uh, I do want to say that, Matt, as good as this promo was, as hilarious as it was to see Gargano's uh, cup as the centerpiece uh, <laughs> of this, this meal they were having, we just saw Brody Lee cut this promo uh, like a week ago where he said, I eat first, and then he ate a steak, Vince McMahon style. Yeah, so... when, you, when you said that to me, like you, you uh, before I, I got a chance to watch it, you mentioned it, and I was kind of like, yeah. well, that's, hmm, that's a bummer. So it's, mo- it's moment two because the way they cut it visually, you know, it was a little experimental for uh, WWE, and especially for NXT, who's been – doing these, you know, awful, like, handheld camera interviews for weeks, it seems, with, you know, no no inspiration behind them. But this this was creative, but then, was it that creative? If they're right. just stealing Brody Lee's idea. Where did um, I get that idea from? Ah, it's gold, Johnny. Roll with it. All right, so my number... So just props to Brody Lee. Yeah, my, you're number, my number two. two. I'm going to run pretty quick here, Mike. We're running out of time. But uh, I'm going this with my number two because it was a great match, but I didn't agree with who won. Um, it's, it's Darby Allen, uh, going over Sammy and oh, I, yeah. that was a really good, it match. just made more sense for Cody Rhodes to go up against Sammy instead of Darby Allen and to kind of have it fall in line. Like it, it, I don't know that, that part didn't make sense. And now Darby Allen, I think has three wins over Sammy and it would have been, it would have made sense because they even had Sammy cheat at the beginning of the match. Um, so we could have at least looked back at it and said, well, that's, that's why Sammy won was because he cheated at the beginning of the match. So not only right. is he just falling in this deep hole against Darby Allen, he also cheated to try and win, and that failed. So it's almost like yeah. this this feud. What's he got to do? Right. 
but they did it's so one-sided and they, they have such great chemistry and that's why it just kind of doesn't make sense that um sammy just keeps losing so i, I i'd like to see or maybe now it's just oh and two but I, i'd like i'd like to see that go the other way but that's why it's my number two mike your number one moment number one moment uh pretty easy to call this one uh it was drake maverick's match against jake atlas uh fantastic as far as a as far as a, uh, an NXT match goes, they've had championship matches, you know, in the past to try and in the recent past to try and beat AEW, and eh, they always just felt kind of like showcases to make me tune into NXT. This was the first time in a while, like my my heart was in my throat. Right? I was like, "Come on, Drake, come on, man, just just win this last match," you know? Yeah, like um, everything I wanted for the Dustin Rhodes career on the line. Yeah, like Drake Drake had that emotion that you wanted to see come out of Dustin. It was in a retirement match, kind of. Who knows if that was even true? Just Jericho mentioned it, like, once. Uh, but uh, Drake Maverick wrestled his nuts off, uh, you know, all five foot five, 160 pounds of him. Uh, and Jake Atlas, he didn't win on anything cheap. Uh, he did a fucking handstand on the top rope, a spinning handstand on the top rope and twirled it into a tornado DDT. Uh, there aren't a lot of guys who would hit that move. I remember we used to get excited about the Undertaker walking upright on the top rope. Uh, Jake Atlas fucking cartwheeled. He didn't cartwheel, Matt. He fucking cartwheeled and turned into a, a swinging tornado DDT. Yeah. Uh, but this, it's not the end for Drake. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be some cumulative win-loss that ends up crowning our cruiserweight champion. But really baffling to only push him at the end of his career and use him to job out for other guys it's just we could have been watching him wrestle the whole time and instead we're waiting until he's getting cut so now Matt you know the the rumors are out there is he actually being released he's put on a hell of an acting show like you know crying in this video that went you know went viral and then after this match when he lost you know he was um uh, you know, you couldn't console him. He's inconsolable. Saying, you know, I couldn't think of that word, so I had to use not consolable. Um, he was inconsolable, uh, heartbroken that he lost, and I think he's really got the crowd like this. So if WWE is actually letting him go, this is a real gift to let him showcase his his selling um, and mic work. So we got to see how this plays out, but it looks positive for Drake. Or Spud, as he might be going and, forward. And Matt, real quick, your number uh, one Atlas yeah. should tag team with Tony Nese after all this, and it'll be managed by Tony Atlas, just to get him back, uh, get him some work again. Yeah, I want to see Tony Nese and Atlas <laughs> form a tag. All right, uh, I got to wrap this up real quick. My number one is yeah. MJF letting us know about his uh, life-threatening injury, which uh, I, I, uh, the hangnail, I can't imagine how painful that is. Um but it is keeping MJF off it of TV. It was putting me on the shelf. And and the accompanying yeah, match of uh, Wardlow in the in the squash, man, that guy looks so goddamn strong. And you you got back to back squashes. So quick shout out to Brody Lee getting another uh, m- another murder. Uh, and it looks like he's gonna murder Marco Stunt next week. But <laughs> nope, second number yep. one easily is MJF's uh, promo. He's not even close to the arena. And uh, that damn hangnail. Uh, I, I hope he's okay. And what's great too is I saw people posting on Twitter um, the tease for this promo. So this came out on Tuesday was the tease, and people were like, "Oh man, he must really be hurt because he broke cave. Like he he wasn't MJF in his tease. He was really concerned." Um, 
telling people to tune in. He's going to give more information about and and God, <laughs> that guy is just pro wrestling gold. Like the fact yeah. that you had those bullshit um, websites and Twitter accounts that always tweet out bullshit and trying to say like MJF actually hurt, and then it, we turn we come to it and we see this huge cast, and then it ends on his pinky where he's got his hangnail. Oh my God. Just like fuck those accounts. I, I loved it. But yeah. yeah, that's uh Mike, we gotta wrap up here. I think I only have like a minute to wrap it up in time. Wrap but it up. Uh, everybody, please uh subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh greatly appreciate it. Uh head on over to BODpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com. Remember at the top bar, there's gonna be a link for you to click if you are in need of some C B D products because you can get a discount. Buy two, get one free. Actually, I didn't state this before. Use the code BOD Podcast. That's BOD Podcast. You get one free product if you buy two. Huge discount there for you. So support the show. Head on over to that link. And uh, also find us at BOD Podcast and find us on Instagram at brothers underscore of underscore discussion. And we are on YouTube as the Brothers of Discussion as well. Check out the channel, subscribe there, and you can see these videos. You can see us uh, making funny faces like that. So, everybody, thank you for tuning in this week. Greatly appreciate it. And uh, we will see you next Thursday. Oh, yeah!